friends, welcome to the podcast. I am Melissa Matheson, and I'm so excited and maybe a little nervous to get this conversation started today. Here it is, the very first episode for the podcast, and who better to invite into the conversation with me than my husband and my number one fan, Dave. Dave is not only the producer of the show, but he's walked alongside me the last few years during some of the most difficult transitions of my life. We're going to tell you a little bit about how the podcast idea got started and share how we navigated a season where we lost almost everything we owned. Be sure to listen to the end of the conversation to find out what our surprise podcasts will be on Wednesday. They're going to be a lot of fun. So go grab a cup of coffee and join us at the table. We're talking about loss, community, and moving forward today on What's Next, God. Hi, babe. Hi, honey. (laughs) Thanks for doing this with me today. Thanks for having me. What are we doing? It sounds like what we're doing, or at least it sounded like when you asked me to be here with you, is to uh, talk a little bit about what's next, God, why we're doing it, and what it's about. So we've been in a good little bit of transition in our own lives lately, haven't we? The definition of lately, in our case, has been years. Several years, (laughs) yes. So we've just been in a season in our lives where um, we ask a lot of questions not understanding where we are or things that have happened or what are we supposed to do. We are, I won't say our ages, but we're not young, but we're not old. And sometimes I still have those questions like, God, what am I doing with my life? Am I doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? Am I where I'm supposed to be living? Am I doing everything that you've designed and created me to do? And then we have on top of that, everyday life and things that happen that are out of our control. And then we're left asking, okay, God, what do I do with this? And I feel like personally, that's where I've been the last few years. And I don't know about you, but. When I stop to think about it, you're much more introspective about those kind of things. Pause. If you're into the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram one. And it makes me think about things in my head a lot. Okay, unpause. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I like learning about things, but sometimes I'm not quite so self-reflexive as you are in that sense, or just ask all those questions. Um, I'm just the kind of the, well, we got a job to do, whatever it is, plow ahead and and work on it. Um, I will say that was very helpful to me emotionally after the storm, which now not everybody knows about that, but (laughs) at the end of May, 2017, um, there was a freak storm here in Hamilton, Alabama, and a very large tree fell on our house and covered it from end to end. Only by the grace of God uh, did not kill our children. That may sound morbid, but that's I'm not overstating the case. No, not at all. And we started cleaning up the very next day. A good deal of our friends in our community came and helped us rescue things out of the house, start cutting the tree off the house. Uh, the insurance guy didn't get in get here for 48 hours. Because it was over a holiday weekend. Yeah. Right. But that kind of 
we've got a job to do. Let's just do it is kind of the way I, I look at things. Right. And a lot of times I remember, well, there was 10 years that I was a single mom and people used to say, I don't know how you do it with three small kids, with everything that you do. And my answer was always, do I have an option? There is no plan B. This is it. And I think sometimes when people walk through difficulty, crisis, transition, you just have to go, there's no plan B. It's you're all in and you just take it a day at a time. And I think that's what I want this podcast to be. I want it to be encouragement for people who are walking through their own unique story and to be encouraged that they are not alone. Mm -hmm. And there's something very powerful and brave about telling your story. And so even in the middle of story, because we're actually in another season of transition ourselves right now, even just getting this podcast up and running is transition for us and not wait till the transition is over to start talking about it. But you talk about it while you're in the middle of it. And then we're going to be talking to people who are going through different types of transition. We've already got a guest list. We've are excited about some of the people we have coming. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things. So this podcast is meant to be for men, women, young, old, single, married, because whether you are in transition, well, you're either going to be in one of three categories. You are either in transition with something in your life right now, or you have been in transition, or you're about to go through transition. And then I just thought of a fourth one. You know somebody in transition. You know somebody who just lost their job. You know somebody who has cancer. You know somebody whose father just died. You know somebody who's moving. And you know these people. These are your friends and your family. And we want this community online here with this podcast to be a place where you can hear other people's stories, be encouraged, and maybe take away a little something that you can use and apply to your own situation. What do you think about that? I think that's exactly what we're trying to do here. The idea, if you had to put everything you just said into one word, that word would be life. Every day is change. Life is change. Exactly so. There's, and so often I have found that just like you said, you're listening to somebody's story going, well, that might not have made sense to me five years ago, but I'm walking through something just like that right now. Right. And, and, and when you hear other people's stories, even so, you're talking to somebody else. I'm in an age in my life where somebody will come to me and they're just talking about stuff. And I know somebody who's been through that, right. even if I haven't been. That's where our millennial generation ignoring the wisdom of their elders doesn't serve them very well. And I think one of the big things for us has been in our last couple of years with some of the things we've walked through is our community. We have we have a community of people, incredible people who have walked us through through some of the most difficult times of our life. And Even just asking how you doing? How's your house? You know that there are people who are care who care about you, who are concerned about you. Sure. So you just brought up the house. Let's talk a little bit more about and maybe tell people a little bit about what happened that night. So we had a storm mm-hmm. that came through. Let me back up even 18 months earlier. 
and tell them we had just bought this house September 2015. Does that sound right? Yes, ma'am. And uh, we were going to remodel this house. And we went room by room, spent every evening and weekends for 18 months renovating this house. long months. Very long months. They say that there are two things you should never do when you're married, and that's one, renovate a house, or two, build a house. And we've done both, haven't we? And here we still are. And here we are. And we still kind of like each other. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. So we had been renovating this house. We were working on our very last project of the renovation, which was our master bedroom. The very last weekend of the very last project, the storm comes through, destroys the entire house. And I remember the next morning, it was a Sunday morning. We had a blanket laid out in the front yard, a blanket out of, I don't even know where we got the blanket because we didn't have anything. Where did we get the blanket? Your sister brought it. My sister had the blanket in her car. My sister drove from Tennessee in the middle of the night. This happened at two o'clock, one one o'clock in the morning, in the middle of the night, storm came through. And I remember the power was off from, from the storm. And we have a fan in our bedroom that we turn on when we sleep. And I woke up because I didn't hear the fan. And I was laying in the bed and hearing the rain when heard the worst sound I've ever heard in my whole life. And it was a, I did actually did not know what it was at first. And when I came out of the bedroom, the way our house is set up, the master bedroom's on one side and it's a split level and all the kids' rooms are on the other side. And I remember seeing just pitch black because there was no electricity and uh, our son standing at, at the top of the stairs going up to the bedrooms and he was just scared. And I, then I realized the whole house had crumbled in on one side. And I knew that, I don't even know if it really clicked. It was a tree. I just knew something bad he had shouted. happened. He, he woke us up shouting, or got us up, because we were both already awake, that there was a tree on the house. A tree fell on the house. So it was just seconds of how do we get everybody to safety and where are they in the rubble. And the miracle that night is that all of the kids, it took um, a good little bit of time to get everybody out safely. Maya was trapped under the house and for probably 45 minutes until we were able to get some help. Emergency personnel could not get to us because of all the trees down and the power lines everywhere. We couldn't really pull on any parts of the house because it sounded like everything was going to just fall in on itself. But once we got everybody out, um, the officer, all the hotels in town had no power. And we ended up staying with some friends that night for a couple of hours, but we didn't sleep really. No. And then the next morning, uh, we come over maybe about 630 in the morning. Sun had just come up. There are many different things where the Lord was taking care of us. And one of the indirect ones that was so positive was that. The Lord woke your sister up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, so that she was awake and ready to drive down here through the night to arrive at 
six thirty. Or yeah, so she had actually morning. fallen asleep earlier that day before at like four o'clock in the afternoon and had taken a late nap and didn't wake up until ten or eleven that night and was shocked that she had slept so long. And so she was awake when I called her in the middle of the night to pray that, you know, a tree had fallen on the house and we were trying to get all the kids. And she ended up getting her car and driving almost four hours to be here when the sun came up. So, yes, she brought us over here. Just when we needed her to be here. And the blanket was in her car. And I remember sitting in the front yard and I just thought, dear God, what do we do now? (laughs) Kind of like that. What's next? We had spent so much time renovating and it was like, wow, it's gone. And I remember hearing the Lord say, when I said, okay, God, what's next? And he said, rebuild. And that began a two-year journey for us, rebuilding this house and rebuilding um, room by room, moving seven, eight, nine times in two years, uh, lived in hotels. I don't think it was that many, <laughs> but it felt like that. Boy, it was seven. You. It was seven. Wasn't was it? it really seven? I think it was seven. Between all the hotels we had. Two, three different hotels, a dorm, houses. People were so gracious to rent us properties and things to borrow until... On a month-to-month, on month no to contract. Month. And it was amazing. But two years. So not only losing everything that we had, all the physical belongings, but then walking through that process of rebuilding the last couple of years is another transition. Molly was a senior in high school. And here, bless her heart, you know, all of her belongings fit in two Rubbermaid containers that were just toting from house to house until we could finally get settled again. But I'd say that was the definition of transition. Everything we went through. And I suppose what we could say about our situation that's really applicable to everyone, no matter what it is you're doing, transition is to a certain extent, permanent. The, You're always transitioning. Right. There's there's minor transitions that you don't even think about, and there's major ones like what we had to walk through that it's kind of a, as a movie person, it, it's a plot point. It stopped, turned everything around, and everything that we've done since then is a direct product of that. So we have some major transitions that you just mentioned. That would be a house. That would be losing a job. What would be some other major transitions that people might go through? A death in the family, major illness. About divorce. Divorce. A, a child being born or, a, God forbid, a, a child passing away. Yeah. Major transition. What would be a minor transition? When you said that, what were you thinking about? Oh, a, a car repair. Okay. You know, something. something that's inconvenient. Yes, inconvenient. And not in your normal schedule. Right. A car repair, your kid breaking their arm, falling off a swing, um, a car accident. Those could sometimes be major, too. Right. So people are going to experience them, too, in different ways. Just like you mentioned how you experienced one thing with the storm and I experienced another just because you went through something one way doesn't mean that that's how I'm going to view it too. So I think the big thing for me that 
I have learned in transition is that everyone's perspective is different. Everyone's response is different and not to expect people to feel the same way that, that I do or that you do. And that's very good that two people are walking together, a husband and wife, look at the very same thing in very different ways. Which to me is the importance of community. Why we live in community and and are in covenant with people because they're going to have a different view on what has happened. They're going to have a different perspective, a different life lesson they're going to hear and learn. And when we put all that together, it keeps us from isolating and living in a dark place when other people are maybe seeing something completely different about our situation to encourage us. And that brings us full circle to the question you initially asked about why we're doing this podcast. The guests that you're going to be having are going to offer their perspectives on what they've had to walk through. That's very likely going to be different, even though the situation might be quite the same right? as any person who's listening to us would be having right? or how they would be thinking about it. Yes. And that's... That's the way God intended it. So what do you think, how do, how do we encourage people who maybe don't have quite the community that we do? Reach out. There are, I think every community that you could be a part of, if you don't work with people who believe like you do, then find a church. You know, even if you don't go there, even if you don't know those people. Right reach out. That actually makes me think of one of my favorite things I heard somebody say one time that if you are not invited to the table, build your own table and invite people to yours. And I remember going through a season like that where I felt uninvited a lot, but it wasn't because I was being rejected necessarily by people. I just did not, because of the season of my life that I was in, I was not able to fully lend myself in the way that I had before or be as involved. And that caused me to feel like I did not fit in either socially with people that I had been with before. And it caused me to feel isolated. And I remember that was a big thing for us was to invite people into our lives and into our story. So really, just let this be an invitation to you if you're listening and you do not have a community, you do not have a support, we want to be that for you. I think you're going to get to meet a lot of really great people who have been there, who you're going to hear their stories and you go, man, I I resonate with what, with what he just said or what she said. And we want to be an online community for you. So if you listen to the promo that we put out, talking a little bit about the podcast and what we're going to be doing. We mentioned a surprise episode on Wednesdays. Can we tell them about that? Yes, we can. Are you asking me to? (laughs) This is a, uh, speaking of perspective, um, our community at the ramp has a thing about the camels are coming. Melissa can explain that in a lot greater detail, but I'll I'll just say that she's been the keeper of the camel's word. I have. 
I never wanted to be the camel lady. I just kind of happened to end up being the camel lady. Well, because it was interesting and valuable to you and really spoke to you. It did. And there's this thing about stewarding the word of the Lord for me. When I hear a word that we know is from the Lord, then I wanted to steward that word and see it come to pass, not only in my life, but in the lives of other people. So let me just tell you real quick about the camels. The Camels Are Coming is inspired by a story in Genesis 24 when Isaac's servant went to go find Isaac a wife. Genesis 24 talks about Isaac is meditating in the field and he looks up and over the hill comes a herd of camels and on one of the camels is his wife, Rebecca. And they got married that day and lived happily ever after and had lots of babies. So when I was single... And I heard that word. I said, that's my word because I was believing for a husband at the time. I went through 10 years of singleness, uh, a divorce. Mm, I forget what year. It's been a while. 2004. And I had three small children all under the ages of four. So I was a single mom for a number of years. I remember five years in the Lord telling me to prepare to be a bride. And I knew that I was going to be married again one day. And then I didn't really want it actually. But then I started going, eh, if it's from the Lord and God has created marriage, then there is something good in that, that I didn't have before. And I didn't fully understand. And I became open to the idea of being married. You were also divorced 10 years when we first met. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Correct. Do we dare do we dare tell them how we met? Do we even do we even say it out loud? We met through a mutual friend, but the vehicle of meeting was Facebook. We met on Facebook. But we were introduced by some actual person. We were. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a random stranger on Facebook. Or me randomly checking your profile or vice versa. It wasn't Tinder. Or because that was my sister or my... <laughs> That's my sister. <laughs> we'll let her tell her story one day. Yes, we will. <laughs> so you and I met. How long have we been married? Five Just years. Over five years, yes. So we're still newlyweds. Mm-hmm. So you won't hear us giving a ton of marriage advice. We're not there yet, but we can tell you that God is faithful and he redeems the time. And uh, I love being married to you. Well, I love being married to you, too. And I, I will say it's for us, there's been grace to get comfortable together quickly and and I think part of that is our maturity as quote older people <laughs> I say that in case the audience doesn't understand with a little bit of irony thank you me being nine years older than you yes and being treated like I'm 50 <laughs> years older than you yeah but you'll say like that time I was in Paris in 79 and I'm like I was just born. And so it's things like that. And of course, I walk into it every single time. Yes, you do. Which is okay. Part of the thing, you're talking about advice. Most of what we have 
It's just a product of having walked through a good deal of stuff and knowing people who've walked through stuff that you can draw from and share with other people, in this case, your guests and your audience. And that, to me, is the value of aging. So on Wednesdays, we're going to be having conversations with some of our favorite married people, and we're going to talk about how they met and how long they've been married, let them... Some of the stories are pretty funny, and it's a lot of fun. Some of them may talk to us about struggles or difficulties they've had, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, one thing that I would say, because I know most of the people that you're going, if not all, the people you're going to have as guests, by and large, they're probably the most thoughtful group of people that I've ever met. They're purposeful about their faith. They're purposeful about their relationships. They have their ears and eyes open for what the Lord is speaking and showing them. And for that reason, they have such a wealth of things to apply to their stories that they did in fact apply, but also the, the, the revelations and the surprises that the Lord had for them along the way. Yes, and I love hearing love stories. I just do. I love love. So those are going to be our Wednesday episodes. They're going to be a lot of fun. And we're just going to sit at the table on Mondays and on Wednesdays. We're going to be having conversation with friends. We have coffee with us. Bring coffee. If you're a coffee drinker, if you're not, bring your favorite hot morning beverage. If you're not a coffee drinker, write us so we can pray for you. Yes, we will send you some really good coffee. Let's talk about coffee for a second. French we, press. We, we may need to charge them for the coffee we're sending. Well, we could do that. Yes. French press, drip Always. coffee. French press where possible. We don't even own a drip coffee we maker. Don't. We don't. We have multiple French presses. Yes, we do. We've got a main large French press. We have an extra large. Yes. And a small emergency backup. Yes. French press. Yes. So we're all about the coffee. Did you know, actually, I didn't drink a lot of coffee before we got married. Did you know that? Did I, I ever tell you that? I think so. No, ma'am. I didn't drink coffee. I didn't start drinking coffee until we got married. Mm -hmm. That became our morning thing, just to do coffee. See, that's that's an encouraging thing for our audience. I don't know if it's good or bad that I drink so much coffee with you, but we'll call it a good thing. Well, the coffee may not be the good thing health-wise, because every couple of years, the scientists decide that it's, if it was good for you before, it's bad for you now, and then they'll change their mind again in two years. But getting to spend time together. Exactly. The with you part. So you gets. can just pretend that you like coffee and bring a cup with you and come hang out with us, even if you don't drink coffee, and just so you can have time right. together. Right. And everything aside, I'm not super judgmental about it. Just a teensy mm, bit. He may say something afterwards if you don't drink the coffee. I talk a game about being judgmental, but I'm not really. Not really. But he does love coffee. Yes, ma'am. And I love you. I love you, too. Thanks for helping me do this. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. Maybe if I do a good job, you'll invite me back later. <laughs> Maybe. I'll see you tonight. Yes, ma'am. Well, friends, there you have it. Our first official conversation on the podcast with my incredibly handsome yet slightly older husband. And don't tell him I said that last part. I really do hope that you're going to be encouraged by some of the conversations we're going to be having each week. 
I hope this becomes a place for you to find community and be encouraged to know that you're not alone in what you're facing. If there's a topic you would like to hear discussed, send me a message or leave a comment. I'd love to know what would be encouraging for you to hear. Just a reminder that our Wednesday episodes will be conversations with some of my married friends about how they met, dated, proposed, got married, and now living their sometimes messy, mostly fun, happily ever afters with kids, homes, bills, pets, and all the other adulting things. If you'd like to get connected or stay connected with information about upcoming episodes, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll be the first to know when the conversation gets started. Or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook under the name Melissa Matheson. That's math, like 4 plus 1 equals 5. I before E, son, S-O-N, as in my 17-year-old son who wore a toga to school last week. But we'll save that story for another day. Friends, I hope you plan to join us each week on Mondays and Wednesdays as we sit around the table, have a cup of coffee, and talk about what's next, God. <laughs>